Brilliant. So you're in Montreal then, um, yeah. which is where you live. And uh, I do. Yeah. yeah. So how, what's it like in Montreal these days? What's uh, what's happening post COVID, or are we still in the middle of a <laughs> COVID pandemic in Canada? <laughs> Next question. It's like it's like really it's it, it's uh, you know it's it's uh, I, it's a little sort of a frightening thing to talk about sometimes because yeah. as it it's a boring and very complex thing, but uh, being on tour. Uh, I, like I did six weeks in the States yeah. and uh, I witnessed about five or seven different realities and and then I came home to an eighth reality. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like like in LA it was very like we're masked, social distancing and then in uh, like in New Orleans or Atlanta like it, it, it didn't exist and yeah. And I didn't get sick once, so I'm, I was mm. really lucky. Um, and then back in Montreal, like people are not really going to shows quite yet. No. Younger people are. It's very fractured. Like it's hard to get a sense of, of like there's no, it seems to be no common ground, <laughs> depending no. on what city I'm in. You know. Here, over here, it's changing quite significantly. You know, a lot of gigs happening. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, people yeah. aren't really talking about it no. much, and uh, yeah, it feels a lot more open. Yeah, it's hard to even know what to say. No, <laughs> it's no, that's like okay. Same time, I, I know. It's, know. I don't really even want to talk yeah. about it anymore. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry to bring it up. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I just find it. I, I find that I'm so lucky that, like, uh, I mean, we're able to play music again and go out. Yeah, and it's, a, it's such a. I find it a real pleasure because a lot of the times people who haven't had the chance to leave wherever they are. Um, for better or worse, like they don't have, like it's so nice to see different people interacting differently with, yeah. with the same problem and, and realizing there's a lot of ways to yeah. skin the cat. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, obviously, you've done the American, you've had the American experience, so you've got used to the idea of being on the road and, and playing regularly again. But um, I, mm-hmm. I guess this will be your first time to Europe performing. Or have I got that wrong? Uh, for a couple of years, or you mean ever? No, no, no. For since uh, you know March two thousand and twenty, oh, whenever yeah. it was. Here. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Was like, oh, I totally went before. Um, but uh, no, no. This will be the first. Uh, yeah, this will be the first hop across the ocean there. Yeah. 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 So, um, well, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the hope. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're pretty excited. I mean, this is the first time I'm bringing. Um, the band. Uh, I've been just doing a lot of solo sets and a lot of like opening and a lot of headline solo um, over the years. Yeah. And I was like, well, as soon as we can actually sell enough tickets, and I can afford to bring the band. I'm going to bring them. But yeah. Now we're bringing them. Great. And uh, they're excited. I'm excited. It's kind of like, you know, it shows. I don't know. It's like a weird. <laughs> it's weird because before. Um, back in 2020 in January, we were um, we just sold out of you know before anything happened uh, in the shutdown world. Uh, we'd sold out to Bush Halls, and I was like flabbergasted, which was like 800 tickets. And I thought, holy shit, like this is amazing! And then it, they got canceled, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, oh, shit. Um, but now it looks like uh, we're doing uh, Electric Brixton yeah. um, in London, which is 1500 in. So, so it's really great to see, hear you got a band with you. So, can you tell me a bit about 
um, what you've got on with you. Personally speaking, it's, it's lovely to hear the songs sort of stripped back, and some of your songs are very, very minimalistic. But, uh, but you know, studio recordings are a bit fuller, aren't they? Some of them, and um, uh, I always enjoy that because I think it's just what I like. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and you've got other people you can feed off as well, can't you? It's, it's a proper band, isn't it? So it's good. Um, so the so the new release. Um, which is basically a collection of live recordings, isn't it, from 2019 to 2021. What was the reason behind that? I was just like, I, w- I think we just cancelled our third round of dates, you know, um, which, is, which is... Annoying. Uh, it's, hard, it's, it's hard to actually express the, 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 the frustration because there's such a larger... You know, it's like, well, okay, well, nobody died, so that's good, you know. And then, but you're also like, I, you know, another year of it, you know, I was working on other things, you know, I was like gardening, I was building things, like, <laughs> yeah. I was painting. I kind of just, like, I kept writing, but I kind of stopped being a musician for a couple of years. And it was, uh, so that, you know, had it gone, had there been no more shows for another few years, I don't know that I wouldn't have just stopped, you know, like, I don't know, like, it's just weird. And so we had some recordings that came out and I thought, uh, I did one thing. I did this James Corden, uh, live, uh, it was via zoom, <laughs> but we did a live session and, uh, and I thought it sounded great. And I, and I hadn't recorded it at all. And I was like, Oh man, this sounds great. And I thought, man, this sounds like as good as a record. And it's just a live recording. And then, uh, we had some recordings that I'd for, kind of forgotten about. And then I thought, well, crap, like, this, this sounds good to me, and, like, I can't be touring right now, and I want to be touring, and, like, all I want to do is, like, I just want to connect. Like, yeah. and I missed my band, and I missed playing with people in a room and playing with two people in a room or 500 people in a room. And uh, so it was kind of, like, what I did in order to, like, just feel connected to that part of me that I'd kind of buried in the garden. And so it's kind of just, it was more that. And so now looking... Back, I don't. I, I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm. I'm happy that we put it out, but it was. It's kind of this. Yeah, it was also just something to like, you know, kind of let people know where we were at in terms of sound because it's a little bit more electric, a little bit more. It's a bit more energy in it. Uh, most most of the songs on the album, if not all of them, have seen the light of day as uh, studio recordings, haven't they? How, how does how does it how does it work for you in terms of writing? Do, do you just sit down and things? start coming out or do you write lyrics first or, or uh, just come up with a melody or, or how does it work? Oh uh, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I figured it out. Um, I have no idea and I don't know. I, <laughs> okay. I, 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 I don't know. That's I have no enough. idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You I don't, don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And sometimes there's not, I don't know. I actually don't know. I, I used to try to have an answer and it would like, I'd convince myself that I did. And the next day I'd go do that. I'd be like, yeah, well, this is how I would do it. No. Not how it's done. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, Fair enough. I'm surprised there's any songs at all. Yeah. You know? Obviously, in terms of the UK, you, you seem to have really struck a chord here because um, obviously you're, you know, from from Canada and you're. I, I was reading that you you were studying philosophy, and then you decided that you were going to pursue a musical career, um, and then I guess that was a. Um, uh, a, a sort of a, a leaf in the dark is it was it was it I mean did it feel like it was a 
something you just had to do or you I, I always I always play music and I actually did I studied because I was like what I noticed was that when I was like 16 I'd write a, I wrote all the time yeah. and about every six months I'd go back and look at listen to my songs and I'd be like really disgusted I'd be like this is so bad you know and they were bad and I thought well if I go study for a few years I'll like I will learn something before I spend my entire life making music and maybe I'll be able to delay some of these awful songs coming out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, it was a little bit like, let's do something uh, else. I, I was writing the whole time and, and, and recording music when I was at school. Yeah. I, I kind of, it was kind of this, I don't, I don't know. I just felt like I wanted to, my brother was really into philosophy and I was very competitive with him. And so I was like, I just, uh, yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to have something in my brain that wasn't Bob Dylan lyrics. Yeah. Uh, before I spent the rest of my life doing doing that, I think. But it wasn't much of a leap. I just really wanted to do it. Yeah. I was just going to ask you about philosophy. If there was any particular areas you liked, um, I I ask because my wife is a she teaches philosophy and she's she's just immersed in it. She loves. <laughs> I haven't picked up anything in the last in the last year. I kind of I kind of moved into. Uh, Kind of like hard science, <laughs> right? <laughs> like a really, like recently, but um. What does that I, mean? Uh, like, are you, well, are you interested well, in the I hard, the it. hard question of consciousness, or something like that, or? <laughs> oh, that, oh no, that during yeah during the, the first year when everything was kind of shut down, I like I was like I guess this is it. I kind of took my retirement year, yeah. and I uh, yeah I got I got really into like reading about like chemistry and physics and, right. and yeah. uh, like quantum physics and all that stuff and, and trying to find the bridge of all these things. And I, I, I know a lot more, but I also know a lot less. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> but, um, but for philosophy, I'm kind of a big fan of the three dudes that didn't have answers, that only asked questions. Yeah. So that would be, uh, for me anyways, that would be Nietzsche and, uh, or however you want to say it, Nietzsche yeah. and, uh, and Wittgenstein. Okay. Uh, but like the late Wittgenstein. Yeah. Um, but more like the poetic side of him where he's like, you know, my life has no limit. Like my field of vision yeah. has no end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this, is, this guy's like a total genius. Well, and like Socrates. And yeah. Plato, I guess. Um, I was into Sartre, but you know, I hate the, hate the French philosophers now. I just think they're just completely just dead wrong and yeah. immoral bastards. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> yeah, like for real, like I just like turned on, you know, that teenage self loves that Sartre, and now I think here's a fucking guy that just like wrote anything to excuse his like terrible behavior and subjugation of Simone, and like you know, I just like I was like, who is this complete narcissist with like you know, and like kissing up to the Soviet Union, and like I was just like, oh, it's just awful. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's kind of cool. Glad. Really, Nietzsche has never yeah. too far, you know. Yeah, I've been yeah. trying to get into a lot of that stuff recently, and existentialism has always been of interest to me. But I was trying to get something. I was trying to get my head around. Um, maybe you could just give me a quick pointer. Um, Maurice Merleau-Ponty, I think his name is. After I put someone on a pedestal, I dig a ditch. You know, yeah. <laughs> like Sartre, <laughs> like I just. Like, I used to think he was so great. I read being nothingness and yeah. all, all was like this. And I'm like, but no, really, the person, yeah, because Merleau-Ponty was, like, really the king of Husserl. Like, uh, yeah. you know about Husserl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
so like he's like he's actually the father of you know of of um, not existentialism but of um, uh, phenomenology. Yeah. And it's just so absolutely crucial. Like I mean, he's a bit dry. He's very dry. It was he's very boring. But his concepts are yeah. basically he's like let's do the Cartesian thing. Let's go. What's the complete reduction? I perceive, therefore I am. Yeah. How do I perceive? And it, it kind of goes into Buddhist thinking. And then Nola Ponti really, it's almost, it's beautiful. Like, right. he likes, he, and it's like kind of crosses over into science too, right? Where he's like studying the phantom limb phenomenons and all that. And right, yeah. It's very like, uh, it's just that. Yeah, it, it, there's a compassionate man, <laughs> you know, with a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Yes, not all, all French is bad. No. <laughs> Does it inform your songwriting? Do you think that kind of philosophical background or, or that kind of interest in um, philosophical ideas? I know it's a terrible question, but I thought I'd yeah, just throw it, it throw it out there and see what. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, everything. I don't know how. Yeah, everything kind of just seeps in, and, and, and yeah, you know, it, it's a, it's a little different. That's what I mean. Like that. That's why I'm so into like Nietzsche and Wittgenstein and, and Socrates for like that's kind of like my I try to like who 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 hasn't really been wrong that yeah, much yeah. and those there are these people that just ask questions and you know there's a lot but they're just curious you know and, and they're open minded and they and they're looking they are those are all poets you know and Plato's a poet and so it's just kind of like you know and they they praise poetry and so and Wittgenstein like. Um, it's just fascinating. Like he grew up in a house where his brother was a like concert pianist, and even lost, and his brother lost a hand, and he still kept playing piano. Like and was a successful pianist. And uh, Wittgenstein was really good at the clarinet and could whistle symphonies. And mm. if he weren't a philosophy professor or later a teacher, he would have been. They say. Uh, he would, or he said that he could have, would have been a like a composer, um, a conductor of an yeah. orchestra. And so it's just like it's like these are the people that I gravitate to. They're all musicians anyway, you know. So it's kind of yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Okay, I d- just finally, I just wanted to just ask you about long, long, uh, long blue light, um, which was a song that you actually released um, after your last album. Last yeah. album, and um, and that was a, a, a lovely, beautiful song which I enjoyed playing. Uh, and I think, and there's a version, there's a live version of that, isn't there, on the on the new record as well? Mm-hmm. Um, will you be playing that one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've been playing it's, it. Yeah, totally. we, yes. we added it in, and it's been it's been nice to have. It was funny to have a song that the band didn't know. Yeah, because um, that, that was like a real session recording where I, I had a drummer. Like that was a, like it was a leftover song from from the recording sessions that I that I hadn't finished, and so I didn't put it on the record. Yeah, and I also thought lyrically it like I didn't understand what it was about, mm-hmm. and because uh, I just don't, I don't know where you know you write it and you don't know where yeah. <laughs> where anything's from, and uh, and then during the uh, that time off it came back to me and I was like, oh this is like this is the, this is the song this is a song about death yeah. you know it's a song about death right now. And, uh, yeah, so then I showed it to the band. We, I think we got it pretty tight now. It's just so, so funny to have the, like, I feel like I'm covering myself when I play it. Cause I'm like, cause it was the, 
I hadn't, I'd only heard it in, as a recorded song for a few years. Yeah. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's been nice playing that one. Well, thank you, very, thank you very much for taking the time, and um, I hope you enjoy the, the flight over and and, uh, and, the, and the dates in in Britain. And um, yeah. oh man, we're so excited! We're just like beyond the whole band's beyond excited. Yeah. I told them that the the U.S. tour was a rehearsal for our yeah. our, our European dates. Yeah. <laughs> we're just so excited. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be amazing. And um, yeah, we always feel like kind of doing things for the first time in some ways, isn't it? After the Oh, After such a really? Long yeah, and I know you're you're not in London, but um, our biggest show. I was just talking to my, the guy who runs my label. And he was like, "Isn't London the biggest show you've ever played in right. your life?" And yeah. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I guess it is." Thanks. Yeah. I wasn't nervous, but now yeah. I am. Yeah. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. Like bigger than uh, bigger than Canada. Yeah. You know, bigger than in the states. So it's pretty. I feel pretty lucky and ex- um, it's always really you know the audience is always so responsive yeah. in the UK 